0: We love to go down the TV rabbit hole because we're Jim and Harry, and that's what we do. That's the name of this podcast, Down the TV Rabbit Hole, with Jim Sion and Harry Bartosiak. Harry Bartosiak is in Chicago. He's the number one attorney in the Chicago area. And how are you, pal? We haven't done this in a while. Oh, Jim,
1: uh, you're right. You know, it's been a long time since we broadcast, so um, I think this is... uh that means it's like the start of Season 2. What do you think? That's a good idea, sure. Let's call this Season 2. Yeah. Right, because I'm thinking that uh, if we call this uh, Season 2, Episode 1, then people are going to th- that haven't listened to all the other episodes are going to want to binge listen to all of Season 1 so that they can get caught up to speed, so they can go in chronological order. So it's kind of a good
0: trick to, uh, uh, to play on our audience. No, I think that's a Even great idea. Well, since we haven't done one in a long time, I'm going to go first because I figure we, we want to ease back into it. And, you know, you, when, when, you, when it's spring training, when you're coming back to play, yeah. you know, you, mm. you don't step in against Lee Smith the first time you're at spring. No, <laughs> it's usually like the 98-year-old pitching coach lobbing him in at you. So, so this, like Joey Amalfitano? This is going to be a Joey Amalfitano, uh, uh, not even a fastball, a medium ball, if you will, because I picked, uh, picked a show— That can be defined as low-hanging fruit. Oh, I'm hungry for it. So let's go. (laughs) It was on ABC from September of 1969 to March of 1974. So that would be five seasons. Now it's a show that never broke the top 30, but I I know what it is. I think you know what it is. Go ahead. The Brady Bunch. It's the story of a man (laughs) named Brady. You got it, buddy. Fantastic. (laughs) well, we've hinted around this one a couple of times. I mean, we've talked about it because it comes up when we do other shows. But I just figured we've got to do this one, get it out of the way. Because, I mean, in all honesty, we may have to break this into two shows. Because, quite frankly, I think between us, we probably have an hour's worth of material from watching Brady Bunch from when we were kids to, to now adults. Because it's still on the air. It's still on the weekends on one of the channels. Oh, I mean, there's so many, things, so many ways you can go with the Brady
1: Bunch. And uh, I'm going to let you do your thing. But... Uh, I have one uh unsung star of the show that I want to talk about when when uh, we get a time for a little interlude by me but why don't you go ahead but just remember I got a, a star that nobody talks that much about uh as one of the, the real um, okay. hallmarks All of right, the All right, okay. Sounds so go good. ahead.
0: Well, I, you know, I didn't even write down the cast members because I knew we could recite them by heart. Robert Reed was Mr. Brady. Florence Henderson was Mrs. Brady. Ann B. Davis was Alice. Chris. Grant Goodeve. <laughs> uh, Barry Williams was Greg. Christopher Knight was Peter. Uh, yep. Mike Lookinland was uh, <sighs> was Bobby. Um Let's see. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, Eve Plum was Jan, Susan Olsen was Cindy, and uh, Maureen McCormick was Marcia. And Dave Madden was Sam the Butcher. No, not Dave Madden. Who was Sam the Butcher? You always forget that guy's name. Melvin. Well, he was also on Alice with Dave Madden, so I'm not that far off. Remember? He was on Alice? I know he was on Archie Bunker's Yes. Place.
1: Well, I think he was also on Alice. This will be uh, uh, first the ep- uh, first correction of uh, season two to be checked on. <laughs> But well, what was his name? We'll get his name. He was also, uh, I think, on the Andy Griffith show from time to time, and uh, you know. But anyway, um, a great character actor, Sam the Butcher. He's underrated, but he's not the one I'm going to spot. Okay. And you forgot the dog. Okay. Uh, what was the dog? Well, name?
0: Tiger and Fluffy were both. The, they had Tiger the dog and Fluffy the cat. They were both in the pilot episode, but then there was never Fluffy again, and Tiger mm-hmm. got killed like during the first season, and they never replaced him. He got killed. Yeah, off. I, just, I thought it I thought they got allergic to him. No, that was uh, they got. Uh, no, Bobby got allergic to, or no, it was Cindy? I got allergic to the uh, uh flea powder that Tiger used. Because yeah, 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 it wasn't Right, him. right. It that was, was the end of that episode. But no, Tiger actually did. I think got hit by a car uh in real life. So, yeah, I mean, he made you mean him in put real life. The show
1: obviously, but yeah. Was it on the studio lot? Was it like a golf cart? Uh, you know, I,
0: you I, I don't have the gruesome details of how a dog got run over. I hope you're not upset with me. Uh, yeah. God, that's sad. Nice way to start the season. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Hang on. All right. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can turn it around here. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's talk okay. about the great guest stars that they had on that show, huh? They had a bunch of good ones, right? Oh. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I'm holding myself back, but uh, Davy Jones well, and you know, I'm glad you said that one because because that episode it's called Getting Davy Jones. Do you think Davy Jones was a nice guy? I actually met Davy Jones, and I, I knew I actually really? I spent about an hour with uh, one of his daughters, who was very cute and very sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. We were backstage. Short. Uh, yeah, she was short, actually, very short, um, okay. but uh, real cute. Oh God. But uh, anyway, I, the monkeys came to town when I was in Fort Myers, and I interviewed Peter Torque. And, uh, and I had tickets already, uh, yeah. so it's not like... But he said, hey, man, come backstage and all this stuff. So we went backstage, and, you know, we got to take pictures, and, uh, you know, we spent like four or five minutes with Davey. But I spent a good good amount of time with Peter uh, before the interview and after the interview, and he was a good guy. He was a real good guy, real smart, knew a lot about classical music. Okay, well, that's interesting. Because
1: okay. I had heard from a friend of mine here locally that... Uh, And all kinds of years of organizing a uh, musical show that uh, the the one person who stuck out as the hardest to deal with was one Davy Jones. But, uh, you know, this is just second-hand hearsay. No, no, no. He had some other stronger terminology for uh, his interactions with Davy, but uh, let's just say it wasn't pleasant.
0: Well, I had heard, actually, and I think Davy admitted it in an interview, that said he went through a period where he was difficult. Um, So, I don't know if this was during that period or not, but... uh, but, no, I when I met him, he was fine. And Mickey Dolenz, I did a show with Mickey Dolenz in uh, Decatur, Illinois, and he was a sweetheart. He was great. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Oh,
1: wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. All right, so yeah, excellent. getting back
0: to the Brady Bunch and the guest stars. Here are some yeah. of the other ones. And I, you could probably, uh, I just wrote them down so I wouldn't forget any, but Desi Arnaz Jr., do you remember the plot line for that one? Uh, he was a high school kid trying to date Marsha, boyfriend or something. No, I can't believe you don't remember this one. Mm, no i don't i mean i will when you tell me well, okay well on. they accidentally donate marcia's diary to the book drive and in the uh, diary she talks about desi arnaz jr and how cute he was and she's so embarrassed well they end up finding the oh. diary and then desi arnaz jr actually shows up and at the end oh Marsha, it's so nice that you think i'm so great and all this stuff i, d- I do vaguely remember that now doesn't that seem like a stretch? I
1: mean, usually Brady Bunch episodes hold up, but was Desi Arnaz Jr. ever
0: like uh, that big? I'd never remember him in the cover of Tiger Beat or anything like that. Well, yeah, well you would know because you've had a lifetime subscription to Tiger Beat since 1969. But uh, and Teen Teen Beat too. You know, he actually was because uh, when Lucy was doing her her final show, uh, I think it was. Let's see, it started with the Lu- it started with I Love Lucy, then the Lucy Show then Here's Lucy, then Where's Lucy, then uh, uh, Lucy Saves Christmas. Um, no, it was, it was her last show. I think it was Here's Lucy, and Desi Arnaz was a star on that. And so for like two, three years. I remember. Yeah. So it was his sister, right? Yeah, that's right. Lucy. Luce, yeah. Lucy Arnaz? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that show was really popular. All of Lucy's shows were always like top ten, but it, top
1: twenty. But in reality, looking yeah. back, it sucked, right? <laughs> you the, the, know, actually, this, that's the
0: yeah. only one that I, that I kind of like. I can't watch I Love Lucy. To me, that's just so stupid. Uh, now,
1: was Gail Goodrich on there? I mean, Gail Gordon? Gordon, uh, yeah. Mr.
0: Mooney? Yeah, oh, of course. he was on. A, even when Lucy came back in the 80s, she brought Gail Gordon out of moth, mothballs to do that horrible show.
1: Was, do you associate Gail Gordon with Raymond Bailey, Milburn Drysdale, Mr. Mooney, Mr.
0: Drysdale? Very similar in some ways. What no, I, I always, I always uh, thought that Gail Gordon was the great Gildersleeve from radio. Oh, was he? And, and Frank Nelson, too. Those three yeah. are the ones that I would always kind of confuse. Oh, interesting. Well, we're see, we're going right down the rabbit holes yeah. here. <laughs> I, I'm driving that uh, golf cart. All but right. uh, back we go. Okay, right. sorry. Uh, yeah. Guest stars. Don Drysdale. What was the plot line for oh, the Don Drysdale? Yeah. You remember the plot line for that show? Loved
1: that. He shows up uh, to... Uh, because he's doing some kind of advertisement
0: with Mike Brady, and so he shows up in the backyard to teach Greg how to pitch. Right. And, yeah. and, he, and he tells Greg, oh, man, you got potential and all this stuff. And then, of course, it goes to Greg's head, and then he goes out the next time, and he, he totally gets bombed. Either they like, get 10 runs off him, and he comes yeah. home, and he's like crying. So, yep, you remember right. it exactly.
1: I do, but I even remember more than that.
0: Do you remember the other Dodger player that showed up with uh,
1: Drysdale? I think he showed up with Drysdale. Either that or he was the other Dodger player to separately
0: uh, appear on the Brady Bunch as himself. No, he, it was separately. That was Wes Parker. Damn you. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, and, and the plot line with him is he was uh, dating like one of Greg's teachers, I think. I'll have to put that in the corrections. But I think it was a separate episode, and Wes yeah. shows it. So, I, yeah, I'll put that in the corrections. I yeah, can't he comes the to the
1: classroom. Line. That's right. Yeah, Wes Parker.
0: Of course, Joe Namath was on there. What was Joe Namath's uh, uh, plot when he was on the Brady Bunch? What was the story? Well, earlier in the episode, they're out in this backyard again, which I'll
1: talk about in a little bit. Yeah. And uh, Greg chucks the football that hits Marsha in the nose. No. And
0: gives her, right? <laughs> so Joe Namath comes back. To make her feel better <clears throat> at the end. No, actually, Joe Namath said that was a wimpy throw. Let me show you how to really break her nose. And so then Joe through the aspirin <laughs> tablet. No, you're getting him confused. No, Joe Namath. Remember Bobby? (laughs) Bobby told his friends that he knew Joe Namath. Bobby told all his friends he knew Joe Namath. So Cindy writes a letter and says, oh, my brother's dying. So Joe Namath shows up, and it turns out he's not dying, but Joe's not mad. So that was the plot line for that one. Uh, Let's see. Of course, Don Ho was in the famous four-part Hawaii episode. You love Don Ho. Love, love Don Ho. That was the taboo
1: episode. I call it.
0: Yeah, we'll yes, ta- we'll talk which, more about that in a second because that one that's yes. that's a four parter. That was like you know four different ones. I know who you are. No wonder he sings so good. He's Don Ho. Don Ho. Don Ho. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, Ken Berry was on. Now in the last season, he actually was on, and do you remember he was a neighbor of the Bradys, but he had an unusual family. Do you remember? Uh, I have no, zero <laughs> recollection of Ken Berry or his unusual family. Well, I had forgotten, too, until I did the research. But he had, uh, um, he had a family, I think it was three boys. One was Asian-American, one was African-American, and one was white. Uh, uh-huh. And the episode was called Kelly's Kids. And it was Ken Berry with this race, uh, racially diverse uh, family. They're all foster kids, I guess. Um, yeah. But anyway, they actually, uh, Sherwood Schwartz, who was the producer of the Brady Bunch, he did that episode as a pilot because he wanted to spin it off with Ken Berry oh. and call it Kenny, uh, Kelly's Kids. Okay. All
1: right. Well, you know, good try. That's, hey, you give him points. That happens a lot. That happened with uh, Barnaby Jones, for example. That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, was spun off from uh, one of our favorite shows, Canon. Um yeah, there's a ton. I mean, it's a, the the landscape is littered with spinoffs, but and they, they it's sometimes done by accident. Like the Ropers were regular characters on Three's Company. They weren't put there for purposes of launching a spinoff. That's what would happen here with Ken Berry. There was these. This wasn't going to be any kind of regular plot line on the Brady Bunch. He just right. plucked them there as a, a Kickstarter. Uh, for this, So that's a little unusual,
0: but I give him credit. That's a smart business move. All right. Now, I, I'm going to have a quiz for you coming up in about three, four minutes. And I actually got to tell Putting you. Putting on my helmet. I, I, I got to tell you the truth. My buddy John Kuhn back in Florida, mm-hmm. who, who's probably the biggest fan of our podcast, for the last week he's, he's been He's a great listener. Me. Oh, yeah. No, he's listened to every episode in order, Thank I think. Thank you, John Kuhn. <laughs> so, so he wanted an episode. And I said, no, Harry's busy. I said, we're not going to do one until this weekend. So I told him what I was going to do, and I said, well, I made a quiz. And he said, give me the quiz. I want to take the quiz before Harry. And I'm like, you can't take the quiz before Harry. No, please. Okay. So, it, so when I give you the quiz, remember that John got a, well, he got two wrong, but then he made a correction, and I, okay, he got one wrong. So, so just, as we talk about a few more episodes, just go ahead and, and, and you know, uh, uh, shake off the rust, because I got some good questions for you coming up in a minute. But I want to right. I, I tell you about this one. My sister and me. I, we used to we used to watch the Brady Bunch after school and we would play something when we'd be in the front yard or wherever riding our bicycles, we would ride the bike and we'd be really, really shaky and then we'd direct the bike at like the mailbox or a tree or a wall and we'd just say, Jan, 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 look out! And then we'd run in. <laughs> <laughs> Jan, Jan! Jan, look out. Are you all right? Yeah, I I think so. And of course that episode is. I'll let you fill in the blank. It's when Jan discovers she has to get glasses. Yeah. You know, Eve Eve Plum was the worst fucking actress in the world. (laughs) She really was.
1: Don't say that. That is so unfair. I follow Eve Plum on Twitter right now. And it's, I thank God for her because now that Wilford Brimley's tweets are gone, uh, there's not that many uh, you know, actors that I respect that are willing to put themselves out there on the Twitter timeline. Wow. So, if you want to go there, go ahead, but I don't think he, I think she was under I feel sorry for the poor girl.
0: Well, you know, and the thing is, she actually became in the last season she was she was very attractive, you know, she kind of had that awkward stage. Um Yeah. But do you remember when she was voted most popular girl? Wasn't it by accident though? Like it was she didn't really win that contest. It was There was some kind of mistake, and they had to take the word away from her? No, you're thinking about when she got the award for the um, essay that she did, and uh, she supposedly got 98, but the teacher uh, 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 miscalculated, and it was actually a 93, So, and she finds out just as she's about to get this big award that everyone's all excited about. When did they ever give awards for essays?
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know, but you know, this is the, this is the '70s, and yeah, back then they gave. I mean, nowadays is when you get awards for everything. Back yeah. then it was kind of hard to get awards. Yeah.
0: So I can see why she was upset by that. Well, uh, I, I still remember when she was voted most popular girl, and she 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 got that because she promised everybody everything. You know, my brother. Oh, that's. Yeah, right, yeah. But <laughs> then when when she wins, and my sister and I used to do this too. She comes in. Eve Plum is Jan. She comes running in, and Carol and uh, Alice are in the kitchen. And Peter Brady says, "Announcing the most popular girl, Miss Jan Brady." And she comes running in, and she and she's like all stumbly, and she falls into her mother. She goes, "Oh, mom, I won! I won! I won!" I, just the worst acting of all time. And my sister and I, yeah. to this day, we, we can just go, "Oh, mom, I won! I won!" Just horrible. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now I feel bad though, because you're what? you're friends with her, so I shouldn't say anything bad. Well, you know what I was. Uh,
1: I am, but uh, not not friends. I follow her on Twitter, but I admit she was a bad actress. But hey, uh, so was Elvis. So uh, you got to—we can't judge people on that. You can still achieve greatness in life without being a great actor.
0: Isn't it funny that Elvis's uh, best acting was probably in his first three movies, and then after that, he just got worse. Yeah, he got
1: more cartoonish and more uh, like the delivery of the lines was so stiff and forced. It was like. Okay, try to be a bad actor, you know, because no one cares anyway. It's like he didn't want to be there, and, you know, you know, he obviously had zero
0: practice for any of these lines. Just knowing them, probably, re- he's probably reading well, them out. Well, but, off you know, you got to yeah, give him like cr- Gary Cross. You got to give him credit, though, because he did have that one good scene in Loving You where the guy gets him to sing. Hey, and- Come on, Sideburns. Uh, well, I yeah. told my I told my gal I'd get her to sing. You'd sit to sing for her. Come on, Sideburns. And then, and then uh-huh. he beats the guy up at the end. So right there, that, that five-minute clip vindicates Elvis as an actor, I think. Hey, you, Sideburns. I got a chick down there wants to hear you sing. Oh, well, I'm sorry, sir. I <laughs> well, that's right, it. neighborly, Pops. I'll tell you what. You tell the young lady that Mr. Rivers will do four shows a day right across the street starting tomorrow. Prices don't change till six o'clock. Well, she don't want to wait. She wants to hear you sing right now. And what do you do for a living? I'm with my old man auto accessories. Why? Well, I usually get paid for singing as a rule. Now I figure you ought to do whatever you do for me. So how about stepping outside and putting a new set of seat covers on my car, huh? Why, sure, sideburns. What color you want? I figure his color's yellow, don't you? Because
1: you can still watch that one and enjoy it. The guy that does that... You're right. The, the guy that did that, wasn't
0: he the guy from the Merv 76 commercials? With you, everything goes back to the, the Merv 76 commercials. <laughs> no, I don't. You know what? That's a good question. I'll find out. Put it in the corrections.
1: I want to say who it is. That'll be interesting to find out. All, all okay. right. Let me just get
0: through uh, a, a few more just uh, uh, housekeeping things with the Brady Bunch because we could go on and on. But as you know, Robert Reed oh. was very unhappy with the show. He did not like being part of the Brady Bunch. Is that because they forced him to have that perm at the end? No. In, in the last season, uh, both Robert Reed and uh, Barry Williams got perms. And Barry, in his autobiography, which, of course, I've read, he says, listen, I don't know if Robert Reed got a perm, he says, but all of a sudden, my hair just started getting curly. He says, so for like three, four years, I had this perm, I, which I don't necessarily believe. Uh, yeah. I, think, I, I mean, it just it looked too much like a perm. Uh, oh, yeah. they look exactly <laughs> the same. Now, did you know Robert Reed actually quit the Brady Bunch?
1: No. I didn't even know that he was that upset with it. I I somehow missed that.
0: Tell me. Yeah, he and Sherwood Schwartz would exchange angry memos. And the last episode, the last episode of season five, which turned out to be the the finale for the entire series, it was the episode where Greg is graduating high school and Bobby uh, sells him the hair tonic. Remember that one? Oh, yes. (laughs) And what happens then? Takes patches out of his hair. Well, you're close. It t- turned it green. Turned his <laughs> hair green. <laughs> so so uh, Robert Reed thought it was too absurd, and uh, he said, I'm not going to do it. And so they just wrote him out of the episode, and then at the end, uh, Greg graduates high school, and then Carol Brady finale, like the last one minute, she says, oh, it's such a shame your father had to be in Sacramento and, and, and missed your graduation. But they just total, totally oh, wrote joy. him out. Now. Here we are. We get to the end of season five. It's not a huge hit, but, you know, it's, it's making money. But what do you think happened? The six kids, of course, they had now uh, done a couple of albums, as you remember. Uh, yeah. They did a Christmas album. They did that uh, a cheesy album that we'll talk a little bit more about in a little bit. Uh, and actually, and I didn't realize this, um, uh, Maureen McCormick and Christopher Knight together, just the two of them, did an album. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible, and you know that was high quality. Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. yeah I mean, oh my God. so uh, but uh, but after after season five, the kids, all the all the young actors and actors and everything, uh, they go to Sherwood Schwartz and they say, "We want more uh-huh. money. We need more <laughs> money." We and sure shit, yeah. Sherwood Schwartz like, ah, fuck it, you know, costs are going up, profits aren't going. Oh, what the hell? We'll just cancel it. So that's why it got canceled.
1: What are the two? Universal reasons for cancellation
0: of a show around about year five, Jim. Uh, they are, uh, what is it again? Spiraling costs. Yes, and declining ratings. Yeah, and that's, this is probably the great example of that. You know, Again, it was never a top 30 hit.
1: And it always seems to happen around year five. right? Yep.
0: Yeah, it? no, you're exactly right. Except for what's happening, where it happened pretty much every year. <laughs> well, that's Fred Berry. When you've got a talent like Fred Berry, for God's sake, yeah. you know. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, another episode that I want to mention because it was just so r- ridiculous. Uh, Richard Slattery. That's the name of the guy
1: from the MERS seventy-six
0: commercial. Just so
1: you okay. for research purposes later. So,
0: and do you think he's the guy who was in "Loving You" with Elvis, Richard Flattery? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. I'll double check that. But if, if you're if you're if you're right, I won't put it in the corrections. All right. Let, let's get to the quiz because I think that's going to open the door for a few more. All right. All right, now it, it, some of these might be easy, but again, uh, John Kuhn got. He, he got two wrong. All right, here we go. It, some of them are kind of easy, but I think you're, I have the feeling you're probably going to get a hundred. Here we go. I've got
1: giant headphones on like in tattletales. <laughs> okay. Ready? I have a blindfold on. <laughs> <What>? Concentration <laughs> okay. purposes.
0: All right, here we go. Uh, we'll start yes. with an easy one. What was the name of Jan's made-up boyfriend? Yes. Kirby, No. Oh, boy. No, you remember his name was George. George George Glass. She looks at the glass. George Glass.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay. All right. All right.
0: Well, it looks like... Uh, John's, John's got me on this one already. All right. Well, they, they do get harder now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You might be in trouble.
1: They get harder? Yeah, they do. All
0: right. In the episode where Carol gets laryngitis and can't sing the solo for the Christmas pageant, Cindy asks the department store Santa Claus... For a miracle, what great actor plays the department store Santa Claus?
1: Hmm.
0: Yes, it was Sebastian Cabot. No, that's a good guess, though. It was Hal Smith.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Otis Campbell. Okay. Yeah. Otis,
0: Campbell. Yeah. Otis Campbell. All right. All yeah. right. In the episode where Bob, where Bobby wants to win an award, he goes on the Cartoon King TV show. Who plays yeah. the cartoon king? Oh yeah, Sid Caesar. Oh, is a Hal Smith again? Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, that's right. I remember yeah, now that. you remember. <laughs> All right, in the in the episode in the episode where they want the green stamps and they build the house of cards to see who's going to get the green stamps, the boys or the girls? What do the boys want to buy if they win? Well, I'm pretty much fucked on this one because I didn't see that oh.
1: episode. But I'm going to say. Uh, a
0: bb gun no a rowboat
1: oh that's right all yeah, right and, and what it. the
0: and, <laughs> and and what what completely sexist item do do the girls want to buy if they uh, if they win
1: they want to buy a um uh a um like a makeup <laughs> st- station or something <laughs> oh you know, like you're
0: close right? <laughs> no. uh, a sewing machine
1: <laughs> Oh, that's right. I do. Yeah, darn it. This is depressing. Oh.
0: You know, I'm going to hang on. <laughs> do you mind if I just put you on hold and get John Kuhn on the other line? Because, you know, yeah. <laughs> I should have had him on. He should have been your lifeline. Damn it! That's yeah. what we should have done. These All quizzes
1: right. are just set up to make me look bad, basically. <laughs> All
0: right. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, when mm-hmm. the kids sing on TV, and this is that same episode, uh... No, it's not the same episode. No, it's a different episode. When the kids sing on TV to earn money for an anniversary gift for their parents, what is the name of their band? Uh,
1: Is this when they sing that bad, and I don't care what you say, bad
0: song, Sunshine Day? Yes, they do that, and they sing uh, Keep On, too. We got to keep on, keep on. I can't sing any more of it. Uh, Oh, it's brutal. just brutal. Brutal stuff. I would never <laughs> listen to that voluntarily. What they what they ended up buying was this uh, big platter that has all of the kids' names engraved in it—a big silver platter. So, what do you think was the name of the band? The Silver Platters. Very good. Wow, that's great. I all got right, it. you one for two. All right. <laughs> when they're trying to make Greg into a rock star, what yeah. do they change his name to? Mm-hmm. Hell Smith. No, Johnny Bravo. <laughs> that's right, Johnny Bravo. <laughs> mm. all, right. all right uh when when greg when greg's pal can't make a double date and he gets his brother peter to fill in wearing a fake mustache what name do they introduce peter as what is the pseudonym that peter, peter goes by when he's on the double date with greg
1: well, I'm pretty sure he goes by Fred, but I remember this is when they went to the drive-in movie, and he he has the umbrella in the back seat that punches no. the the no. convertible
0: top. That was with Bobby. Bobby was the one who did the umbrella. Theme, oh yeah, because he has top, to go yeah. along on a date. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. No, it's Phil Packer, which it sounds very obscene. In yeah, Phil in yeah, Phil Packer. Yeah, McCracken. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right, you know what, i I got to give you this one, because, boy, you, you I can't believe how poorly you've done. Uh, in the episode of, where, the, uh, where where Carol gets in a traffic accident, uh, who plays oh. the victim, who shows up in, in court in a neck brace?
1: Wait a minute, I have to drop my book.
0: <laughs> hey, Gomez!
1: <laughs> Uncle Fester.
0: Jackie Coogan, very Jackie good, Coogan. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uncle Fester. Uh all right, well, listen, I think that's pretty much about it. I mean, we could, we, uh, the, the only other episode that I want to talk about is that one uh, with, uh, with Vincent Price, the Hawaiian episode where they, yes. where they find that little tiki. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, first of all, they, they find it at a construction site. Isn't that right? Yes, it, it's
1: out in like, out in the open, some construction site. What is that? It's an idol. It's taboo. Taboo. It's Bad it's luck. Taboo.
0: <laughs> so let's try to remember all the bad things that happened before they tried to put it back in the cave and met Vincent Price. Uh, yes, okay. For, uh, for, Greg wipes out surfing. Yes, and that's, that's like the, the, the absolute worst pr- uh, uh, produced wipe of all time.
1: Yes, horrible. <laughs> Mike loses uh, architectural plans at the amusement
0: park. Well, <laughs> that might have been some that might have been some carryover taboo but i think that was a different episode <laughs> well, okay well maybe uh, they just uh, didn't show it in this okay uh, yeah you uh, do let, one. all right well uh, um uh who found the uh who the, the spider who had the spider uh peter had the spider crawl up on him that was it
1: yep in the hotel okay. room right, right.
0: And, uh-huh. and then what are what other bad things happened well, they got captured by Vincent Price in the cave. Well, yeah. Well, but but before that, Alice throws her back out. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then um and then I think Bobby throws someone throws a pillow at somebody else and a big thing off the wall almost lands on him. It, la- it comes Oh, off the wall. yeah.
1: There's like some big like um Hawaiian sort of carving shield or something like yeah.
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's and is that it? I think those are the main ones, because the big wipeout, of course, that's the worst one, you know, where they yeah. oh, 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 oh. and of course, they, they play the music, and everyone's, Mike's running out into the ocean, and, oh, we've got to save Greg, and then, of course, that's the end of the episode, so you have to tune in the next week to see if yeah. Greg lives, you know.
1: By the way, it's not uncommon at all for surfers to wipe out, right? I mean, don't they do it almost every time? Not oh, every God, time, yes. But, yeah. yeah. So why it's... did they think that he was, like, mortally wounded or something? I mean, well, it didn't seem when... that bad.
0: Well, when they sh- and then when they show him wipe out, he's wiping out in like two feet of water. Yeah. You know, even if he, even if he was <laughs> unconscious, for God's sake, he wouldn't have drowned. Uh, yeah. Very I, strange.
1: But, you know, it's low-quality writing at that point. Was that because that was season five, right? That was at the end because they had the perms.
0: Yeah, I can't remember whether Taboo was season five or not. I know it was closer to the end. But, Wait, uh, you call
1: it Taboo, too? Is that what it was really called?
0: I don't know. I'll look it up. Okay. It, I, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, we always called it Taboo. Taboo. It is taboo. <laughs> and of course, the only reason you like the episode is because Don Ho shows up with his uh, homosexual buddy, and they sing a song or two uh, uh, and play Bobby. Oh, and that was the other thing. Bobby said on the ukulele. Remember? Remember? That's right. Yes, uh, you
1: got me. Well, you're good yeah. on this stuff. I have to give you credit. You know, I'm, it's not all about me. Uh, you know, crashing and burning, epic failure with the quiz and all that. I have to give you credit for uh, your knowledge on this stuff. I know it wasn't oh. all research. You probably had this on your head. It Sounds like. You and your family had lots of Brady Bunch interactions, too, which I never did. I didn't have the benefit of that. I was an only child. I just watched the show. So uh, I wasn't able to retain as much information. But that doesn't make
0: me a lesser person. Well, my sister and I, uh, and it was on like you know at four o'clock in the afternoon after school. We'd turn it on, and there was a point, and I'm not at that point now because my knowledge is is is, is uh, lapsed a little yeah. bit. But we, as soon as the episode would come on, we would both try and blurt out as fast as we could what the two plot lines were. Like this is the one where, uh, where yeah, oh, gosh, I can't, I can't even remember episodes that well. Uh you know, uh, this is the episode where Marcia gets hit in the nose with the football and she has two dates or whatever. I mean, but we knew it that well where after like 10 seconds, we knew exactly what episode it was.
1: Oh yeah. Well, they're classic. And can I tell you the classic part of the show that I think is the unsung hero? Oh yes. Although it does get some of its due. It's, it's not the people, it's the house, the Brady Bunch house. They show the exterior at the beginning, which is a real house yep. in California. Uh, that hit, it really doesn't look that much like, The Brady Bunch house, because of the way they shot it, it made it look like it was sort of sitting by itself. But I think it's kind of up on right on the street and kind of close to some other houses. But in any event, uh, you know, it's iconic. And then they would show them in that backyard all the time. And I always thought the backyard looked like they don't have too much grass out there. It looks like it's mostly driveway and the garage in the back and the fence. And even the grass looks like artificial turf. I think they oh, had yeah. a swing, just enough room to throw a football, but no margin for error, as Marcia sadly found out. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, but a lot, lot of, you know they made a lot of use out of the backyard, and then in that kitchen with the orange and green and classic '70s bad colors. But you know that was an iconic kitchen, and then of course the living room with the brick and the, the cascading staircase up the, with the shag carpeting. Uh, you really couldn't do much better than that to uh, just have a, a you know, a on point '70s uh, interior, and then they really hit it over the fence once and for all when they started to make the bedroom in the attic, which every kid wanted to have. Right? Like Greg got got to go live up in the attic. So I thought, well done on the house for sure. They they focused. Uh, and, and uh, even had a, a home office there, which would have come in handy for COVID-19
0: purposes. For <laughs> right. America, to do as, a, as architectural practice. You know, I could never figure out, though, that, that home office, you know, I, it didn't seem to have. Every now and then I try to figure out, like, where did Alice live? Well, did she live there? Did they ever
1: make that clear? Yeah. Yeah, because she would yes, come out. They'd she... have problems in the middle of the night sometimes, right? And she'd, she'd be yeah. out there in, in a robe. I think it was in back of the kitchen. I think there was That's what
0: I thought too, but boiler. boy that really that, yeah, that really sucks. That's pretty shitty, the back of the kitchen by the by the you know, washer and dryer. You know, she's the hired me. Hey,
1: you know, there's a there's a cast system, no no pun intended. Uh well, she was lucky to have the gig. And then later she yeah. she parlayed this into a lucrative Palmolive commercial
0: career too,
1: right? Wasn't it Palmolive she did or no? Or oh, that was uh I, Nancy Walker. Matt,
0: no, Nancy Walker did Bounty Paper Towels. And Bounty. then Madge did, pa- did Palmolive. Remember what well, the. Right.
1: But Alice, Ann B. Davis, of yeah. course, the great yeah. Ann B. Davis, she did some running commercial. She played, and she had some name on this commercial, too. What the hell was her name? Damn! This might be one for the corrections. Yeah, it obviously is because I don't remember this. I don't remember this at all. She was named something like, uh, like uh, you know, Scatty or something like that, and she hawked some product. She like ran a uh, like a diner or something like that.
0: Okay, if Um, you say so. Hey, this is Jim, and I'm jumping in right now to make an awkward ending to this broadcast because Harry and I hadn't done one in a while. And we went one hour and 15 minutes, so I have to break this one into two episodes. Uh, First of all, The Corrections, which we have many of. The Brady Bunch is now available on MeTV and also Decades TV. Alan Melvin, and I must have some sort of a a mental block about that name. Of course, he was on The Griffith Show. He was on Archie Bunker's Place. He's the guy who played Sam the Butcher, fine character actor. Who was the great Gildersleeve? A guy named Harold, either Perry or Peary. Uh, But he was really big in radio. Wes Parker did play the boyfriend of one of Greg's teachers. Uh, Greg had a crush on the the teacher, and then Wes Parker came over and and talked him back into reality. Uh, Let's see. Richard Flattery was the guy who was in that Elvis movie. Ann B. Davis did do commercials long after The Brady Bunch. She did Shake and Bake and Swiffer. Those are the only two big ones that I could find. Now, Harry and I did not talk about any of the spinoffs of The Brady Bunch because they were just horrible. There was the Brady Brides, and that's the one where Greg has that horrible mustache. And then there was the Bradys, which was actually not even a comedy. It was almost like I'd say it only made it a few episodes. But the Brady Bunch Hour, which was that horrible, horrible variety show with the terrible outfits and the even worse music and the fake Jan. We did not talk about that one on purpose because we we're going to do a complete episode about the variety shows of mainly the 1970s. That's an upcoming uh, extravaganza that we're going to do in the future. This is Jim Sian in New Orleans for my colleague Harry Bartoziak. I'd like to say thanks so much for listening to the broadcast and so long now.